Hello everyone and welcome to another Billyverse game. Before we begin in this exploration of horror and mystery, let's thank the following Patreon patrons. Fabian, Jamie Denholm, Christian Rast, Rick Browder, Colin Matter, Gordon D. Duke, Night Spider, Alice, Sakana Gowdy, and Brownie Davis. Thank you for your donations, and welcome to the Billyverse. Hey everybody, this is Billy from the Fandible Podcast Network, and welcome to another Billyverse game! Yes, we're diving back into Billyverse, cutting away at those shadows, seeing the monster staring back at us, and hoping the shadows fall back in place. And today we are going to take our adventure far away from dusty highways and rural counties, and we're going into uh, something that's really dear to our hearts, New York City. This is, has to be the first New York City game we played for a Billyverse. I don't think we've ever been there. Yeah, your stories tend to be more rural and travely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does so. the very first zombie game you ran for Fandible, that count as Billyverse? <laughs> no. That was set in New York. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jose, we still miss you. Uh, but we, we got Dave. Yeah, yeah. He's just fine. Yeah, yeah. We got, he's great. He's great. Well, I'm, like the, I'm the character you introduced in the second season of a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to New York City. A city, they say, that never sleeps. You aren't citizens of New York. In truth, you are from His Holy Life University. And you are here on a college trip. Because you are part of the epic and amazing... Speech and debate team. You all have your reasons for joining speech and debate, and in truth, uh, His Holy Light uh, is not known for their stellar football team, drama program, speech and debate, like everything, really. And that really shows with your team. You have a few people who are doing decent on the circuit. You guys are trying to get those last couple tournaments so you can go, go to nationals. And you guys came to New York, all four of you, along with your team to try to prove that his holy light still got the truth of God behind their voice, or however you want to say it. Unfortunately, you did not do well at this tournament. This is not anything new. The people on your team who are the overachievers are definitely saddened by this news, but right now, we are going to go around the table, starting with Jesus, and we're going to introduce our characters, and you're going to tell me how you did at the tournament. Right now, you are in a hotel room at night. The tournament's over. Tears were shed, and it focuses on the bathroom door, which opens up, and a person walks out after just completing a shower. Coming out in just a towel over his waist is a six-foot-tall, well-built, light-skinned African-American gentleman, bald head. You're just as crappy as yourself. <laughs> you know what? Yes, I am. Oh, you said six foot. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <so much. laughs> yep. As he's stepping out, he's thinking about what had happened in that particular uh, debate. Brent didn't really want to be on the debate team, but after an injury he got during football practice, he sadly got a bad knee and uh, might lose his football scholarship. So hopefully debate was his path to like continue to go to his Holy Light University, the only school that would accept. Well, truth be told, you were very motivational during your debate, but unfortunately the debate was should there be sanctions in Iran. Mm-hmm. And you spent the entire time talking about sanctions going towards Iraq. 
and most of your information was actually concerning Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So the entire time mm-hmm. uh, during your, your part of the debate, your people, your uh, opponents just mm-hmm. kind of let you keep on talking. And mm-hmm. at the end, they just said, um, our counterpoint, he's talking about Iran. And <laughs> you're like, huh? And yeah, you lost. I mean, in, in my defense, like there's a lot of pages on Wikipedia and it's easy to mix them around. It's, it's anyone could have made this mistake. Okay. Yeah. N's and Q's look very similar. Yeah, exactly. A- I-A-R and then whatever. <laughs> you sound like a military leader. <laughs> <laughs> also, I-R. Shut up. What's your character? <laughs> you don't know yet. Shut up, you. <laughs> and as we go around uh, to the next person in the hotel room who is sitting on top of the bed looking through the phone book because that's what you do. And you're, you're bored. There's nothing else. There's either the Bible or the phone book. And uh, we already know the Bible. It's this man right here. Hey everybody, this is Dave, and I am playing Tony. He's sitting on the bed, looking through a phone book, looking for, like, the most religious-sounding names, like Ezekiel, and so uh, he's looking for a couple Damians. It's just a way to pass the time. He's smoking a cigarette, he has disabled the smoke alarm, and he's next to an open window. He's wearing, like, a button-down shirt and an unraveled black tie and black slacks with black shoes. He looks like a, like an evangelical Mormon who's on a bender, and he's a Italian guy uh, with a crew cut and kind of like sleepy, half-opened eyes. Like nothing seems to really entirely get his attention, and yeah, and he's got some stubble, and he's just—he doesn't look like he really cares too much about his appearance. It's like mom forced him into those clothes. And actually, Tony, you're the one that actually did pretty well at this tournament. There's a third place trophy resting next to you that you're using as an ashtray for your cigarette. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, you did not memorize your speech Mm-mm. at all. The way you're able to get around that is you wrote the first line of your speech on each finger. Mm-hmm. And so during the entire speech, you were doing some speech about some persuasion speech about uh, bringing more uh, classic Sinatra music mm-hmm. uh, and how that's helped all timer patients. It's not persuasion. It was basically a study that you found, your coach found for you, practically wrote the speech for you, and you just recited it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you needed to do was memorize it. Yep. You didn't. No. Nope. But that doesn't matter to Tony because Tony can bullshit like the best of them. Mm-hmm. And out of this tournament, for the informative category of speech, you got third place. Yep. And yeah. you could not have looked any more enthused or not enthused you're like mm-hmm. cool okay about halfway through i was like i think i can probably slip tony got distracted so he was gesticulating with his hands in front of him so he could look down at the words mm-hmm. and be like oh no shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that's what he wants me to talk about all right and so he got bored with the assignment and started doing a little game with himself where he was trying to put Sinatra lyrics into his speech without anyone noticing. Mm -hmm. But people loved it. Like, that's the thing about Tony. And your coach reamed you out because you he he knew the speech by heart because he wrote it. Mm -hmm. He's like, if you just gave a damn, you could have won. But that's not exactly how Tony... then I'd have to do it two more times. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how it works. And Tony, you are smoking your cigarette, looking cool, man, uh, Sinatra, mm-hmm. like usual. Yep. And we move over to the third person on the other bed, who is currently uh, played by Dan. So I will be playing Edward. Edward is um, he is tall. He is thin. He has uh, bleached white hair. Uh, it's blonde originally, but he has he's bleached it white for the competition. And 
part of it falls over one eye, oh. kind of like this emo bang uh, kind of look. And oh, he's got, uh, but he's got, uh, you know, his his, his shirt uh, that we all have the button ups and everything. Um, but you know, it's open, revealing the t-shirt underneath. The tie is is pulled off. The the sleeves are rolled up to to the middle of his forearms, showing the traces of what looks like some kind of lines drawn there on the bottom of this of his uh, forearms. It's it's a little smudged by now. Underneath, he's got a a, a shirt with a big old sort of trippy looking hippy dippy happy face underneath. And he's wearing several bracelets that are like hand woven, like like you know, uh, uh, Native American patterns stuff like that. And he's just there, kind of like looking a little uh, angry at, at at nothing, just staring off in the distance. <laughs> was like, mm, uh, as as the his performance replays over his mind, he's ignoring them because he's still uh, upset about the injustice that was performed that, that was that was uh, done upon him. Because uh, he was in in the you know the freestyle speech prose. Um, and, you know, he had written the whole thing himself. You know, you have to hand in the script. Uh, and even as, as the script was being re- read, there were some looks uh, as, as the script mostly just read hawk noises, hawk noises. <laughs> and then the lights go off, the lights come down, and there he is. There are multiple, quote-unquote, occult symbols drawn on his arms with, like, lipstick uh, that re- uh, somehow refer to fire, but they're, they're, they're not well done, and they're just from every, like, there's, like, an Egyptian symbol for fire next to, like, a Roman symbol. To, like, they mean nothing. It's just he looked at Wikipedia at, like, fire occult, and he's just, like, there with his arms spread open, looking up, and just starts making hawk noises. Ha! And then, like, brings his arms down and bends over. It's like, oh, the flames, they burn. I am reborn. And it was meant to be a commentary on, basically, appropriation of native lands and whatnot. But it was, it was, it was worse. And, of course, he is the whitest of white boys. So the whole thing just came off as appropriative. Also, there was very little speech in his speech. Um, it, it was not well done. I mean... While technically prose and dramatic interpretation, you can write your own speech. Uh, it's frowned upon. Yeah, no, um, no, that didn't stop him. But it didn't stop him. I mean, it's not illegal. But no, it's, you it's, proudly it's, said this was written by myself. Exactly. Maybe it it's it's be. it's in a different font when he yeah. you know like by you know like full uh, you know flower exactly. Edward and, and uh, you you got dinged just, hard. Just Edward. You no, no you last name. you got some of the lowest scores this entire. Yes, thing. and he is he is quite upset that his. Mm. Uh, listen, you made me a performer, and then you gave me a performance of one. Uh, so I'm running with that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You are more into drama. You're in the, into the theory of I'm drama. I'm a drama kid from a school that didn't have a drama department. This was as close as I was going to get. <laughs> okay. And mm-hmm. poor Edward is glaring, and Tony is smoking. And, of course, Brent is kind of – he's not – Checking himself in the mirror, mm. but he's checking himself in the I'm, mirror. Pop, pop. He's no, no. not not checking himself. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Lotion. Just lotioning my entire body. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like like the camera kind of like moves away, and it goes under the door, and it follows, goes all the way down this uh, rather... It's a hotel, and it's not disgusting, but it's something that you would not give five stars to. At right. best, a 2.5. They vacuum occasionally. They sweep occasionally. They dust occasionally. And it goes to another door and it goes under the door and it goes into the bedroom and it goes and it lands on the bathroom and you hear the toilet flush and walking out. Are we going into that level of detail? (laughs) (laughs) So coming out of the bathroom is a small beanpole skinny white girl. She has lank 
and kind of stringy dishwater blonde hair. She's also in a buttoned up shirt, but she's also in a skirt. The shirt is buttoned all the way up to her neck. She has long sleeves that are buttoned at the wrists. Uh, she uh, she's wearing she's wearing tights. Ooh, her mother made this out to people. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chelsea. She is technically she is a member of the team. She does not speak very well. She's supposed to be doing debate, and she doesn't like confrontation. But she does like research, so she has impeccable research files. She knows everything, but you know you don't. You, it's it's okay if you don't if you don't know that. I really don't. I'm really not here to force you to believe any one way or the other. <laughs> Chelsea, as you walk out, you were in there just you know like brushing your teeth, crying. Uh, you know mm. the things that you do after a tournament where you were forced to speak. And honestly, you did okay. You're not a good performer, but the thing is, they judge on your facts, your argument, and your performance. And you pretty much were able to get, you know, out of one being the best, six being the worst, you got straight threes. You were never the worst one there, speech-wise. <laughs> Speaking-wise, yes. But you always had a good argument. I don't think that it's really good to call it an argument that feels really um, confrontational. I, I like to view it as a presentation presentation but of course after every tournament you have a ritual of throwing up out of just nervousness that that nerve energy and then brushing your teeth and you know trying to get through the emotions of having people staring at you so you're in the bathroom for 10 minutes and as you walk out three girls are with you in that room you guys are all sharing a room because his holy light university is cheap and you see the head of the speech and debate team, which is Ashley Davenport. She and two of the girls, Heather and Megan, they are dressed up in definitely not something they'd wear at a tournament. You would call them cocktail dresses. They're not cocktail dresses. They're just fancy dresses, something you would definitely go clubbing in. They're near the door, and it looks like they were kind of tiptoeing there. They see you, and they stop, and... Uh, of course, Ashley's like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Chelsea, hey, girl. Hi. Um, we're just going to go out for a little while. Uh, I know, I know uh, the coach said we should all stay in, but it's, it's, it's New York, and we just decided to, you know, go, and so we're going to go, okay? You're going to be cool with this, right? You're not going to tell? Uh, okay. Of course she's not going to tell, Heather says. She's non-confrontational. And she snickers, but, you know, Ashley waves her hand off and they, they start turning away and Ashley looks a little bit uncomfortable. Ashley is actually pretty nice. She's a nice girl, but she's also popular. So that kind of usually runs counterintuitive. And Ashley finally kind of turns away as they open the door and she's like, you know, if you want to go with us to, to we're going to this bar and we have some, you know, if you want to go with us, we can. And Heather says, no, God, she doesn't have fun. You can stay here, okay? Bye. And they grab Ashley and they they pull her away. And, and after the door closes, bye. <laughs> Tony, it's a fucking travesty. <laughs> You've never been to New York. Sinatra's been to New York. God, he bought all the time. And you're just sitting there smoking your cigarette, looking outside the window. You're in Brooklyn. You're in at the Belmont Inn in Brooklyn. 
And it, it was uh, advertised as a French hotel experience, but the only thing French about this place is probably the stale bread and the prostitutes upstairs. Mm-hmm. This isn't how Sinatra would spend his last night in well, New York City. Upstairs, so yeah. <laughs> well, you are currently with uh, sharing a bedroom with uh, three guys, yeah. and it's small, cramped, and the TV only gets two channels right now, and the, you don't even know where the remote control is. Mm. He would not spend his last night in New York City reading the fucking phone book. And you're thinking this as you're turning the the phone book inside and out, and you find suddenly a loose page. And it's an old flyer. And it is for a club called the Cult Classic. It is inside an old abandoned meatpacking plant in the meatpacking district of Manhattan. Every Saturday night, cheap booze, Cheap people, but classy-ass tunes. And the thing that catches your eye is fucking Mr. Blue Steel himself with his fedora. They've, like, clicked and pasted his face as, like, the, you know, Sinatra. And behind him are two little piglets singing into the air. (laughs) Behind that, Three Wolf Moon. (laughs) (laughs) Three Wolf Moon. Huh. He conspiratorially looks at his... his, uh... The other guys in the room. I'm checking in my bicep not on the mirror at the time. Boom, pow, pop, 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 pop. I am so powerful. Iraq is just like Iran. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look over towards the other bed. Of course, Edward is looking over his lipstick-stained arms. <laughs> the black mascara running a little bit in his eyes. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's a broken man. <laughs> Tony? Sometimes Sinatra could get the Rat Pack, <laughs> but sometimes he had to fucking make the Rat Pack with what he had. Mm-hmm. You don't go to war with the army you want, you go Ooh. to war with the army you got. <laughs> Tony takes a long, introspective drag from a cigarette and looks mm-hmm. at the, the chair at the end. It's a miscarriage of justice. Mm-hmm. What happened to you out there, Edward? Yeah. Wasn't right. Yeah. They didn't just condemn you and your art. They condemned the Native American people. <laughs> Brent's head just slowly turns. <laughs> and Brent, yeah, you put as much work into your speech that you do for your triceps. Man, that's a lot of work. It is. You could cut You know how hard it is to do these muscles? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I gym, bro. <laughs> but you don't just focus on sounding good. You focus on looking good because you should look like a champion to be a champion. Dress for the job you want, man. Mm-hmm. You want to be a champion. They lack vision. That's the problem. You two got done dirty tonight. Mm. You know those losers... Who won? Rigged. Hmm. I saw him talking to some of the other team members. I saw them look at some of the judges. You know what I saw in their eyes? Recognition. <laughs> like they knew each other. Yeah. I bet their parents are friends. I bet they go to each other's little picnics. Shit picnics, too, where, mm-hmm. like, white old ladies make, you know, potato salad and put fucking raisins in it and mm-hmm. shit. Living hell. You know what we can do? That they can't take from us? New York City. Yeah. 
The promise is out there. He motions to the open window. It's right there. We don't have to have medals to act like champions. Man, nobody's got as edgy a look as you do, Edward. You bring a style they've never seen. You are the underground of the underground. Brent, you look too good to be inside this hotel. Hmm. I don't see three guys who need to be better at debate. I see three guys that need to be better at living. Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? I'm suggesting we go have some cheap drinks, cheap people, but one hell of a sterling experience. Oh, fuck yeah. And I go forward. I'm still in my towel, by the way. I go forward. I wrap my, my one hand around. Uh, this isn't necessary. <laughs> I wrap one hand around <laughs> the shoulders of Edward. Not Chemical either. romance. I wrap another hand around the shoulders of Tony, Sinatra, and Lenny Kravitz. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> you went with Kravitz. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Here's the issue. Raymond Stilly is your coach. Mm-hmm. And he runs the team, but he will always talk about his time serving in Vietnam and how no one has ever snuck past him. That's bullshit. He is way too young to be in Vietnam. (laughs) It's his story that he stole from someone, but he's very convincing because he's actually good at speech and debate. He will be looking for people trying to sneak out. How are you going about getting out of this place? You try the window. You open it up, but it only cracks three inches. It's one of those hotel windows that they open up a little bit, but since they don't want people jumping out, and this is definitely a place (laughs) where people would jump out. Like, they go here to die. So you can't get that open. You try to jury rig it. No, it's not going. And even if you did, you are on the fourth floor, and there is no fire escape at your window. It seems to get not up to code. (laughs) Right. Probably not up to code, but... There is a hallway, there's an elevator, and then there's also the fire escape. As you guys debate on what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and think about it, I'm going to move the scene over to a young lady called Chelsea. What are you doing in your room right now? Chelsea is enjoying having all the space to herself. Cannot lie about that. She's going through Ashley's makeup and hair stuff. Oh. As as the ladies left, Angela. They left all their shit out because that's what... That's what we do. Yeah, that's what women do. Mm -hmm. You can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You turn towards the mirror. And for two seconds, just for a solid two seconds, you think your mom came with you on this trip. Yeah. And then you realize you look exactly like your mom, who worked in the bank for 30 years. And she retired when she was 65. And now she plays bridge with your grandma. And your grandma sometimes cries because she's lonely. How do you track psychic damage? (laughs) You are exactly how your mother looked when she was 20. And then your eyes dart down towards the makeup. The devil's tongue, as your mother would call it. Resting out that Ashley or Heather, you don't know which one it is, uh, left out. And you get into the makeup. You know what? I want you to do a craft. And this is going to be wits, because you have never done this before this is kind of you just you know using your gut like Mm. yeah i need to make smoky eyes Mm. i saw that once on rupaul (laughs) all right what would a whore do (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, wait, there's some upstairs. I can ask. <laughs> Excuse me, horse. <laughs> One success. All right. You have not put on makeup since a sleepover that your mom orchestrated and paid someone to let you come along with in high school. And they put on makeup and you didn't like it because they, they made you look like Mimi from Drew Carey. Like it was a clown show. You think it was because they were being mean. Spoiler alert, high school girls can be very mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> but so you, you lessen what they did. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you step away and you smile. You look not like your mom. And you look over towards Heather's. You know this is Heather's bag. And what do you see in her that you would want to wear as a shirt? Because right now you are literally wearing like my little house on the prairie blouse. Mm-hmm. It is, ooh, it's a Chanel blouse. Ooh, a Chanel blouse. And you, you know, you're already in for a penny. And you take off your blouse and you exchange it. And then you look at yourself. And you feel good. You know what? You, you also feel that you could fit in. And those girls were only gone for like 15 minutes. And you know they had to sneak out. Maybe they're still downstairs waiting for their Uber. All right. I'm going to go downstairs. All right. You open the door. You need to make a stealth check. Where are you going? Elevator, which you know your coach will be looking at, or are you going to the stairs? I'm going to take the stairs. Smart. Ones cancel out successes? Ones cancel out successes. All right, but do I do anything with a 10? No. So you got one 10? Yes. Good. David, Mm -hmm. in your group, Mm -hmm. you hear someone open the door, not your door, and you wait. And you think it might have been Raymond doing a, a quick walk through the halls. Wave the cigarette smoke out with like a pillowcase, <laughs> flick it out the window. And after about two minutes, you realize they're gone. Maybe it was just another occupant. Maybe someone had to go to the ice machine. No time like the present, buddy. Where are you going? Okay, guys. Yeah. I think we should use the stairs. Yeah, he might be watching the elevator. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys crack open the door. And you guys sneak out into the hallway. And the three of you make stealth checks all the way to the stairs. As we're exiting, Edward is bringing up the rear, turns Ed to walk out, and just like, walks right into the edge of the door. And he just gives a deep sigh, turns back around and grabs his, like, Coke bottle glasses, which he hates wearing because they make him look so dorky, and puts them on. And then like, <laughs> follows along with the oh rest of the group. Are we talking like trailer park boy like level? He, like like they are they are bad. Okay. Like, like, he he actively like his his parents haven't gotten him contact even though he's begged and he hates wearing <laughs> his glasses. But he is so blind with that. I love the idea of Edward looking at himself in the mirror without his glasses, being like, "Yeah, I would fuck me." And then slowly <laughs> puts on blur. the glasses and says, "I would kick my ass." <laughs> <laughs> So stealth plus dexterity, right? Yep. Stealth plus dexterity. Can do. Uh, sevens? Sevens work. I mean, difficulty six is what you need to pass. Oh, boy. Because I got two ones, but I got a seven and eight, which cancel each other out. Okay. You failed. Okay. You failed. Failed. Two successes. Three successes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The two of you are stealthy. I mean, especially with Edward. Your glasses, that makes or breaks you, man. You slip those babies on and you are a, you are a ninja. You are made for the shadows. You guys are moving quickly towards the end of the hallway. And just as you're about to reach the door, you hear behind you, Brent. Oh, hey, Brent. You guys have already passed the corner. 
she literally sees Brent. And Brent, you slowly turn around. And there's Ashley Davenport. And she gives you kind of a sly wave. Where are you going? She's also dressed in bar gear. Oh, I'm just... And I look at her. Probably where you're going. Oh, (laughs) she kind of shakes her head. No, um, Heather and, you know, we're going to go out and I just... And I I forgot my wallet, so I just wanted to... uh, So you'll keep the secret? Of course. And if we happen to see each other at a bar... uh, We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. My character snaps his head at that. (laughs) What? And yeah, she goes into her room. All right. Have fun. And yeah, you sneak around the corner. And there is the door to the stairs, Mm -hmm. ready to go. And Tony and Coke Bottle over there (laughs) are waiting for you. All right. Guys... Yeah, no, we heard. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Thank you, thank you. I've got this. She gonna knock on us? God, no. She's in a cocktail dress, man. Oh, yeah, we might see her out there. Okay, she's in for a penny and for a pound, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, we're all yeah. in this together. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you guys go to the door and you open it up, and Angela, oh my God, Raymond Stilly <laughs> must be behind you right now as you jolt because you did get to the stairs two minutes ago. But you took a step, and then you pulled back, and then you're like, "I could do this, mother." And then you're like, "No." You kept on. There was you went down the stairs once, and then you went back up. Like this has been a battle, and well, because every time you get to the landing, the stairs say that there's like no entry on that floor. So now she's beginning to panic that she's never going to get out of the stairwell. Yeah. This is she has actually entered purgatory. <laughs> like she wasn't even like this wasn't bad enough to get her sent to hell, but she's in purgatory, and she will always be in the staircase. And you jump as the door opens, and instead of Raymond Stilly, your coach, who would be like, oh my god, what are you doing? You see Tony, mm-hmm. Edward, and Brent. Uh. Uh. Tony puts his hands on his hips. What are you doing in here, young lady? Uh, oh, stop just, messing with her. We're getting out of here, too. It wasn't Dude, I got... It's cool. It's cool. We're all in on this. We saw look- Ashley as well. I mean, she's here to get her wallet. Obviously, you're going with her, right? And <laughs> Chelsea's eyes widen at the... She's back to get her wallet. I just go... Why are you just like somebody's cool aunt? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly down the hallway, as you guys are talking, the door is open. You hear a door open. And you hear Raymond Stilly's patented whistle. Close the door. Close the door. Yeah. You guys lightly close the door, and uh, he is walking down these halls. And uh, are you guys just running down the stairs? Because mm-hmm. yeah. here's the thing: you guys have two floors here. You have the f- some people are on the fourth floor, some people are on the third floor. This is where he's going. We're rushing. Yeah. Run, 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 run! Yeah, yeah. You kind of get yeah. swept up, uh, Chelsea, <laughs> with these guys, ah! and you guys are rushing down the stairs. Yes. You guys rush, 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 and you enter the exit. Mm -hmm. And even though it says, like, the alarm will sound if you go through this exit, Tony, you don't care. Mm -hmm. You push right through it. No, this place place isn't to code. (laughs) Exactly. You open it up, and you hear, (laughs) (laughs) like, you don't even know if there was an alarm. There might have been a cat sleeping (laughs) on the other side. (laughs) But what if it's, like, a silent alarm at the front desk? At a place like this? Nah. What use would a silent fire alarm be? <laughs> so the front desk knows that there's a fire here and people won't panic. We're panicking. We're, so panicking. we're, we're, we're good. good. We're good. good. All right. All right. So you guys bust out into this back alley yeah. and the door closes behind you. And like most places, as soon as it closes, there's no doorknob to get back yeah. in. Mm-hmm. All right. And there you are. The three of you, you guys made it out. And then you turn around and you hear, <laughs> and there was a fourth person with you now. Well... Guess you're hanging out. And then uh, Brent gets close to you, points at you for a second. 
Shirley Manson. We got this. Just go with it. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> My dad listens to a lot of like you know hits from the pad yeah, from the nineties and stuff. Your like dad's that. Gen X. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his dad loves Gentle Lenny Kravitz. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you hit? I mean, he hasn't been in it a while, but he has some good shit. Yeah, other people's <laughs> hits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what look, do you guys do? Look, Chelsea. I don't know a whole lot about New York City, but sis, we're not going to let you walk around here yeah. alone. Okay, so you got three guys. We got a bar. We were going to go to. Would you like to come along? It'll be fun. 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 This is the peer pressure they warned me about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as they said, like, it'll be fun. You know, there's the echo of Heather saying, she's not fun. <laughs> she's not fun. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's just a job all out. It's just the three of their heads, like, translucent flying around. <laughs> no fun. You're no fun. No fun. No, fun. <laughs> no uh, Chelsea's like, I... I I'll I'll come along. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Party. Party. Okay. So you guys, how you getting there? You guys are in Brooklyn. And this is in Manhattan. It is lower Manhattan, so you can either take the bridge, which is a cab or an Uber, or you could take the subway. Well, considering debate doesn't pay shit, I think we should, I suggest we take the subway. Yeah. Yep. 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 Good idea. Yeah. One of you have put up Google Maps, which direction is the subway in? You find it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the one thing good about the Belmont <laughs> Inn. You are two streets away from a subway. All right. You can look down the street and you see the, the tall tale globe mm-hmm. that it says there's a subway here. Perfect. You, you guys head on that way to the subway stairs and just as luck would have it, it is an AC and then that's exactly what you need to take. Mm-hmm. So you guys are heading down into the subway station uh, and it's a Saturday night. In Brooklyn, so it's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. You mm-hmm. see a lot of people, you know, you see some people like performing a lot better mm-hmm. than you, unfortunately, Edward. They don't have any uh, Coke bottle glasses to hold them Somebody. back. Mm-hmm. Someday. 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 But they're uh, also not telling a story of rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> Do they even know that this used to be sacred Aboriginal land, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tone, tone that down. Yeah, just, just a, yeah. I saw. I literally saw you reading about that in Wikipedia like an hour ago. Yeah, and they don't even know. <laughs> As you're walking down uh, as four patrons of New York City, there's definitely a difference between you and everybody else. Everybody else is kind of like keeping their head down, passing the performers, not really focusing on them. And then there's the clear overhead sign that says tourist (laughs) on top of your head. Walking shoulder to shoulder, slowly, Mm -hmm. just occasionally stopping to look at stuff and point. Like, oh my God, can you believe this? (laughs) Guys, can you believe this? They have jugglers down here. We're looking up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's pause here and take a photo. Yeah, exactly. Let's pause right in the middle of the subway station. (laughs) So, you know, you're getting a couple of glares and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so as you approach the turnstile, you all were given one of those tourist passes for the Mm -hmm. Metro. It has a couple rides on it. And you know you actually have two more rides than you actually need because uh, Ray Stilly believes that you need to, you guys are stupid. And the last thing he wants to do is find out you're lost. So he gave you guys a little extra passes. We got you a gift, Raymond. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) So as you approach the turnstile, you are actually approached by a 13-year-old girl. She's Asian. And she has uh, a thick bottom lip. Her eyes look a little red. She's like, excuse me, excuse me, I, I'm sorry to bug you. Can you, do you have a minute? 
Sure, sure, sure. And she looks away, and she gets a little teary-eyed, and she says, "My parents were supposed to pick me up at school. Oh, I'm I'm in the school uh, one sixteen. It's down the street, and I've been waiting for them." Because I had to do a Saturday thing. I know it's Saturday, and people are probably asking why you're at school on Saturday. Because Saturday's closed. I had like a like an orchestra thing, and I came back here and I waited, and they never picked me up. And I don't, I, my I don't have a cell phone, and 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 my, and I was waiting here, and someone took my flute, and I was just wondering, I, I would it be, would you guys be willing to give me a swipe of your metro card so I go through the turnstile and just get on the train, please? I'm really worried about my mom. She has diabetes. Yes. <laughs> I'm a tourist in New York. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Do we want to roll to see?" No, yeah, but you guys are like, "Oh God, yeah, yeah. this poor girl, yeah, this poor girl." So who's swiping? I mean, I say the guy that just said yes. Yeah, the guy yeah. who just said yes. Tony, you're you're a cool man, Blue. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. You flick out your wallet. You hold up your your Metro card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Go on, come on. And you you swipe it, and she takes a step towards the turnstile. Then she turns towards you. And she gives you the biggest smile that you've ever seen. It's like, you've made her day. And she runs up to you, Tony, and gives you a hug. Oh. Tony, I need you to make a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three successes. Ooh, great. That almost beats her five. Oh, damn. 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 Thanks. Tony, mm-hmm. you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to. She mm-hmm. she goes through the turnstile. It's one of those old fashioned ones. They, they're not the gated turnstiles where you know she. This girl could have left at any time, but apparently she's a law abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And she she walks to the stairs of the A train, turns around, gives one big smile and wave, and then just walks down the stairs. You guys did a good thing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony, you should probably use your card in order to. And you start patting yourself down. You don't have your wallet. And as she's walking down the stairs, she was clearly hoping to probably get down to the stairs before you would notice. But you guys lock eyes. Hey! Hey! And she dives down the stairs faster than lightning running. Shit, shit, shit. Uh... Don't narc on me. Yeah, I'm going to jump the turnstile. <laughs> okay, he's what? he's running, guys. Are you guys following uh, quickly? Uh, is, is there any, besides us, was there anybody else in the... No, not really. I, mean, I, I, nar- I don't narc on me, and I'd leap over, and I'd run after him. What are you doing? <laughs> Here. <laughs> and we just like, his instinctive reaction is like, do something nice for somebody. And just gives Chelsea a swipe of his card. <laughs> Is that how this works? Yeah. Yes, yes. You guys, you guys go through the turnstile, though. I think we're several steps behind. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Brent is, I mean, honestly, Brent, you're catching up to Tony. Because, Tony, you're a runner, but you're also yeah. a smoker. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. this guy, Brent, played football. Yeah. So you guys are running down these stairs. And you hear the sound of a subway car approaching. And it's coming to a stop. And as you break down into this, like, surprisingly uh, lonesome platform, you see the girl is running as fast as she can, and she turns around as she hears, hey, from a Tony. Yep. And then she looks towards the doors, and they're starting to close, and she dives right in. Anybody, make an athletics plus uh, dexterity to try to get to this train. I really want Chelsea to win. <laughs> I really want Chelsea to beat all of us as she slides like a shoe to like stop the door from closing. All right, difficulty six. And remember, you're difficulty seven. Oh, Right. Add on the injury. So, question. I had one success, which was canceled out by one. 
I now have another one with no other successes. What happens? Uh, no, you I just fail. All oh, right, failed. because I have to have no successes. All right, right. Yeah, you have to have no successes to fail. Okay. Oh, oh shit. So I just fail. But, but for the future, for this scene, for the next success. until I say so, your knees hurt, so you're going to be reducing what, uh, your athletics by one. One. Okay. Yeah. All right. One success. One success as well. Two tens and an eight. Damn. Holy crap. Brent, you're running, and suddenly that twinge in your knee just happens, and you stumble, Ugh. and you stop, and you hold your knee. David, mm-hmm. Tony is booking it. You feel an ex- like a jolt of Sinatra <laughs> rushing through your system. <laughs> Sinatra, famously known for his running. Yeah. yeah, he would never get pickpocketed by some brat. And the more you think about it, you bet her mother doesn't have diabetes. <laughs> you feel Dumb, and that's the thing that you don't like, because mm-hmm. uh, Tony, you you grew up poor, yeah, and people used to call you poor, smelly, dumb, and that's why you like Sinatra. Mm-hmm. You don't like feeling dumb, and mm-hmm. a thirteen-year-old pulled a fast one on you. Yeah, so you're not at the door that she dives into, mm-hmm. but you're at a subway door, mm-hmm. and you jump in and you get your fingers right in there, right as the door is closing. And, of course, the door is trying to close. You know how it usually is. But Mm -hmm. as every New Yorker knows, they can't take off with you holding onto the door. Yep. Hurts like hell, though. Mm -hmm. So you hear that, please Please. step away from the door. Please step. I will not move (laughs) if you are holding the door. (laughs) From the tinny speaker. Yeah, of course. But you just like, fuck it. No, no. And finally, they relent and the doors open. Guys, come on. Come on. Come on. Ow, ow. Brent, you stumble in after him Mm -hmm. into the same door. Uh, you two, you are you have to use a different door, but you're in the same cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys easily run inside, and then the doors close behind you, and the A train starts up. Okay, you guys are in the subway cart, and it is empty. No one's in this cart. And that makes sense. I mean, you don't know how popular the downtown district is on a Saturday, but you do know that's the financial districts, and a lot of those close down, so... Maybe it's as normal that it's empty. You know that she, Tony, the girl who picked your pocket, is a couple cars ahead of you. I try to navigate in between carts, which is terrifying. To this day, I've been here 16 years. Mm-hmm. I still, if I can avoid going between those cars and those doors, I will not do it. Yeah, even if the car is like not moving, you're still a little nervous. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so, like, what if it doesn't open on the other side? That's always yeah, my fear. Yeah, it's like, yeah, is yeah. it going to open? Brent rushes through first. And Brent, your your knee really hurts yes. though. Yeah. So yeah. you're not rushing. Yeah, I'm through. not rushing it, but I am going through. But you are angry because this little girl caused your yes. knee to flare yeah. up. So you guys see Brent open the door and he is going to be walking into the next car. You following? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Not giving up now. She's got my five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and my I have a full punch subway card in there. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. You know the five dollars you could not care about. You don't care about five dollars. You don't even care about the punch card. That wallet. Your father got you that wallet, mm-hmm. and it was a wallet you always wanted. It's the exact kind of wallet that Sinatra had. <laughs> and you wanted it ever since you were 12 years old when you listened to your first Sinatra and you found out, like, oh, this is the Sinatra wallet. Mm-hmm. And your dad literally spent a bunch of overtime mm-hmm. just to get his son this wallet to celebrate that he got into college, the first person to get in their family college. This mm-hmm. is your gift. There's no way in hell you're going to let this brat throw it under the tracks after taking your five dollars mm-hmm. all right yep i do the angry walk all right you guys following yes yep. so you guys walk into the next cart brent the first thing you see and you guys will see this as a second or two later 
is the next card is also empty of people. However, and you have no idea if this is a normal thing, if this is some sort of art thing, every seat has a pile of clothing just on top of it. There's some briefcases resting next to the chairs in the middle of the ground where a person kind of would be standing to hold onto the railing. There's a pile of clothing. But that's it. These are just nothing but a bunch of piles of clothing in this place. No sign of the brat. I heard about this. I heard about this. Every year, this 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 performance group, they do a naked subway ride. This must be where they got changed. Checks oh, out. Oh, wow. Wish we were here for I that. I mean, it looks like art. And I know one thing I know. It's I mean, art. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of how weird this is, you are desperate to cling on to a... Any explanation. Mm. And I think the, it makes sense. Naked yeah. subway ride. There's clothes here. Also, yeah. it's New York. Arts, we're arts not sense. from here. Yeah. I have so logic like, to this. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, yeah we're, you're willing to believe it. I, I guess that's, that's New York that's for you. New that's York. only in New York. Listen, it's either that or the rapture happened. And, and no. Chelsea's still here. <laughs> exactly. She is wearing the whore's makeup. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> up until... Up until 15 minutes ago, she would have been on that train all the way to the big guy, but she had to hoard up. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, weird, but you know what? Uh, Tony, the girl's not here. All right. Well, I'm going to jog to the next uh, train and look through the windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys are moving yeah. to the next cart, and as you're about halfway through, the subway car, there's a jolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've guys been on the subway once or twice, especially going towards to Manhattan when doing your performance. And so you're used to a jolt. But what you're not used to of when it, it jolts, the lights turn off around you. Oh, I hate yeah. that. I hate that. I hate, that. I hate that. And then the lights turn on around you. And you're suddenly standing in a full subway cart with people. Those clothing that were laying down, they're on these people. But these people are pale with dark rings under their eyes. And I need you all to roll initiative. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Right. That is 11 for me. Ten, okay. 10, uh, 15. 11 for me as well. 12. Okay. Wow. Normally, since, you know, I would explain, like, okay, what do you do? I mean, this is combat. So what happens first is one of them, one ghostly person in a, it looks from like a suit from the 80s, reaches out and you notice his fingers are completely covered in blood. And he claws at Tony. But Tony, he misses. Mm-hmm. So you know these are violent. Whatever these are, they're violent. Now, whoever gets to go first, goes first. Chelsea. So oh, wait, che- no. oh, sorry, no, Tony. Edward. I got Edward, Edward, but... what do you do as these people are starting to move towards well, here's you? Here's the thing. There was a moment of, of just darkness when the lights went out. Yes. I have a problem with that. Oh, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll courage and see. I'm, I'm technically the first. If I make this roll, I, 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 I'm going to say I move. But if I don't make this roll, I'm I'm yeah, I'm frozen. So let's see. So my courage is three. So just are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. I think I got no. I got two successes. So I'm good. I'm so frazzled. You, but oh, I'm good. you are scared. Yeah. But the lights are on again. But there's monsters. Yeah. But there's lights are on. So <laughs> yeah. But for for a moment there, yeah. It's just I, I when the lights come on, I'm about as pale as the rest of them uh, <laughs> just for a second there. And yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna make a run for it. I'm a fucking I'm a teenage kid surrounded by zombies. I'm gonna run. Yeah, great. So I'm gonna have you roll uh, after everybody yeah. tells me what they're doing. So who's the next after Edward? That is Chelsea, who also thinks running sounds like a good idea. Great, running. I'm also going to run. I'm gonna announce they are going to attack. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So in order to avoid some of these attacks, you need to make a... We're going to be doing two athletic rolls to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So the first athletic roll is what? a d6. Am I still at minus one? Because of yes. Okay. Because this is still a scene. But after the scene, you're... You will okay. Better, unless you keep on minus one. Yeah, fair enough. So we need a six and higher for success? Yes. Okay. I'm going to burn a willpower on this one. Great. Nice. So you get a one, free. You have a, a sex. A, you have one success already. Mm-hmm. I have one. Uh, one. I got two, but three. one. Yeah. Oh, fuck off! Two ones and a nine. So, so, so you I failed. failed. Yeah, you failed. failed. Yeah, okay. Four successes for me. Three successes for Chelsea. Nice. Yeah. Just one for me. Okay. I spent too long for the little girl. Like <laughs> I didn't assess the danger fast <laughs> enough. You gotta hand it to Brent. He's a muscle-bound train, mm-hmm. and when he screams in shock. Mm-hmm. He probably puts to shame Lenny Kravitz <laughs> and his stolen. Music I want video. to run away. <laughs> He's like, Whoa! and you know he was good in football. You've heard, like, you know, before he hurt his knee, he was his holy lights kind of new hope for mm-hmm. a future. We might win a game. <laughs> a game. A game. He proves that. Yeah, you might have won too <laughs> because right in front of him is a nun. And she has pale skin, dark eyes, and she reaches out for him to grab him. And he clotheslines <laughs> her, and he is booking it. He pushes past kids, <laughs> a, a mom, a clearly pregnant woman, zombie. They're all just kind of on. He's just like, nope. And he is making a path for you guys. Chelsea, you are not holding onto his back like a scared monkey, but you're holding onto his jersey. You're, you're holding onto the back of his belt, and you're kind of just water skiing out of his <laughs> And, of course, Edward over there, yep. you're just kind of tiptoeing. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, he, he is like very much like going around, like <laughs> yeah, twisting yeah. around with moving. Where, you know, you're pushing down the people, Brent, and you aren't really touching the ground because you're literally kind of just on top of Brent, mm-hmm. Chelsea. You're kind of hopping over people, mm-hmm. Edward. Yeah, no, he's actually surprisingly quick on his feet. He's just not terribly graceful, but he does some, like, leaps over, like, he just kind of, like, bounces on one foot, kind of spins around, and keeps going. Yeah. He wobbles, but he don't fall down. Tony, you're mm. running. You're trying to run, but somebody grabs onto that tie that you're wearing. So and you kind of spin, and it's that same man in that really shitty uh, outfit, and he is going to rake his hands mm-hmm. down your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Even pre-COVID, that shit was gross. Yeah, yeah. So you just get punched. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it is his fingers touching your face, but it feels like a brick wall slams into your nose, okay. and mm. you stumble back, and you have two points of bruising damage just Yikes. going right to you. Now you can try to soak that, mm-hmm. but right shot. now it just feels like those little fingers each had a wall behind them. Mm. Okay, cool. I'm gonna roll my stamina. Two, two, two. Good so, time. Yeah, you took two bruising damage as you stumble away, him letting go of your tie. Okay. Now, you guys, you need one more roll to get out of this place. And again, these things are just trying to touch you. But apparently when they touch you, it feels like you just went uh, like around with Mike Tyson. So one more roll. Difficulty six. Uh, I'm going to burn a willpower on this as well because I am now negative one on my rolls. Okay. One success for me. Okay. I failed. Okay. I failed unless my cat-like balance applies. I will. Uh, The way you were telling me how you were doing this, Mm -hmm. I'll be willing to say that your cat-like balance helps. In that case, two successes. Two successes. Great. Three successes. Okay. Again, Brent, you do so well, you suddenly realize as you grab the door and rip it open, your knee no longer hurts. You're no longer dealing with a hurt knee. Awesome. Chelsea, as Brent's ripping open the next door, the lights go off again. (laughs) And even though it's dark... You can still see that 
there's just clothing on the ground. There's nothing around you. And then the lights come back on and that clothing, again, is just materialized on top of a person. And this person seems to be a woman with a terrible 80s perm and she scratches you across the face, or at least tries to, Chelsea. Well, I did say try. <laughs> she swings at you, but you kind of weakly back away and she whiffs it, but she lets out a hiss. As Tony and Edward comes behind you, Chelsea, and you all pile into the next car, mm-hmm. Brent slamming the door behind you. This car that you're in does not have any piles of clothing in it. It's nice and light. However, Edward, you mm-hmm. wanted to be a star on Broadway one day. It will be. Will be. As a kid, you watched a movie about a bunch of kids wanting to be stars in high school. Fame. <laughs> you watched Fame a lot. Exactly. Yep. Anyway. And you remember a scene in Fame when they're on the subway, and the subway is covered in graffiti. Mm-hmm. Just filled with graffiti. And you learned as you were approaching high school that, you know, that was how it used to be in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But now in 2000, they, you know, they have some anti-spray paint covering. So there's really no spray paint on the subway that much. Or right. if there is, there's just a little bit. It's fairly clean. Whoever told you that was a liar. Mm-hmm. Because while this doesn't have clothing in it, while there, there's plenty of lights in this cart, it is covered in, at first you think it's graffiti. Mm-hmm. But then you realize, no, stickers. There are stickers and some of the stickers are saying, Abraham Beam is what we need. And another one says, John Markey is the key to success. Vote Markey. And it's just literally from ceiling to floor, every wall, every seat is covered in these voting stickers. Sprinkled across the walls, you see voting signs. And it starts off like very normal voting mm-hmm. signs like, you know, John Beam for mayor. And a couple of them's like, John Marquis is the key, you know, for mayor. And then as you look deeper, you see a couple more voting signs that you probably wouldn't think would cut the mustard in this political climate. Or maybe they would. Mm-hmm. Like one literally says, Marquis will stop that pedophile Beam. Beam will fucking destroy Marquis and then fuck his wife. Beam will eat the fucking kidney of that pussy Marquis. Marquis will kill Beam and Fuck his horror wife while his kids watched. So Chelsea is like covering her mm. eyes. Politics that's normal, yes. <laughs> Just eyes back and forth. I don't know who to vote for. See, <laughs> they both make such good points. <laughs> Again, Tony, this is not the car you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? What the actual fuck? Man, New York politics is harsh. Yeah, yeah this is rough. Jesus Christ. Chelsea <laughs> has her hands like over her eyes. She is looking at the Floor, the floor is safe, right? Oh, no, no, the floor, no, absolutely. There's stickers, stickers on the floor. What stickers on the floor? Okay, maybe, you know what? But, I mean, we don't even live here. I don't think we're allowed to, uh, to vote in this. <laughs> and uh, I mean, those those people back there might be able to figure out doors. I, I'd say, I think we should keep going. You look back uh, as you point towards the door that's behind you, and you look through the window, and the cart behind you is empty. No clothing. What? No zombies. Nothing. It's an empty ass cart. Okay, what the f- what the fuck is going on right now? So, Ugh. as Brent says what the fuck is going on, you guys suddenly realize something. Mm-hmm. You know that when you are taking the subway, it stops. Mm-hmm. It's about a minute, maybe two minutes at most between each stop, unless you're going under the Hudson River, which makes it sometimes maybe, what, five, ten minutes mm-hmm. at most. You've been on the subway 
And you've been on this A train before, and you know there's two stops before the Hudson. You've been on the subway for easily five, ten minutes, and you haven't stopped. You're just driving into the darkness. And you can't even look outside the windows here because they are covered in stickers that say, Beam will skull fuck Marquis until his kids plead for his life. Oh, but what are their economic packages? <laughs> something here about a dog, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You guys, this should have stopped. Maybe it skips some stops during the night and you're under the Hudson, but this is taking a long time. Okay. couple of things could be happening. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. This is some sort of weird prank. Okay. It's a really good one. I don't know what, like, the camera's around. They could have mistaken us for somebody, like, part of a... This could be a movie. We could be, like, some sort of movie, and they mistook us for people in the movie. They, they do it all the time. They film in New York all the time. <laughs> all the time, yeah. <laughs> I watched Fame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. There, there might be just... It might be, like, a documentary thing of, like, fear thing. Cam- There's cameras. There's probably cameras, because what we saw was, like, enhanced visual effects. They're probably just extras, and they didn't know that we weren't part of the show, so we were supposed to get out of there sooner or something. I don't know. No, but when the lights were off, there weren't any people. What do you mean there weren't any when people, the, Chelsea? When the, lights, when the lights flickered off, uh-huh. and there was the person in front of me, uh-huh. but then the lights flickered off, and there wasn't a person in front of me. I mean, that was kind of how it was in the beginning. When the lights turned off, there were clothing, and then when they were on, there were people. Like, when the lights turned off again when you were running, you guys were just bolting. Yeah. But now that you're thinking back to it, there wasn't a lot of resistance. Like, even you, Edward, you were about to collide with a rather fat man. But you you just kind of kept running as if he wasn't there, and you didn't hit him. And you thought it might have been your cat-like reflexes, but yeah. This is weird. Okay. Yeah, so, so maybe it was just some kind of, like, hologram thing. I say completely ignoring the fact that uh, my buddy uh, my buddy's nose is bleeding. Uh, <laughs> profusely. Profusely yep. from like getting slammed. Alright. Um let's Can we the next car I'm very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, let's, go, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, you guys walk through this and as you're walking through the subway car, you hear the sound of the train and it's kinda like that squealing brakes. Oh. It's a little painful, but then it almost starts sounding like cheers. Like a political rally, you hear chants. Beam, 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 beam. Marquee, marquee, marquee. Beam, beam, marquee, marquee. Was he the one that wanted to fuck his wife? <laughs> I mean, they all wanted to fuck each other's wives, apparently. Okay, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I guys, I need you guys to make a, a willpower check. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to repeat what some of these stickers say. And, and Chelsea appreciates mm-hmm. that. But you guys see it. And you guys, I mean, Tony, you say some really dirty stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, locker room talk and everything. But this is way too far. Mm-hmm. Like, this is disgusting what this says. So make a willpower plus stamina check. Because so. you, you can't even imagine someone would ever think this sentence. So I managed to get three stamina. successes. Okay. I got stamina one Stamina plus willpower. Let's see if this is how this goes. Uh, two successes. Ooh. Okay, Dave. Five successes. Jeez. Uh, one success. And by the way, listeners, if you want to find out exactly what Marquis will do to Brown, uh, please sign up for our Patreon, and which uh, Billy will record a 30-minute episode just going into detail. Yeah. <laughs> one of us will play Marquis. The other one will play Bean. And we will have a debate. <laughs> you guys, it's gross. You actually, at one point, dry heave Edward at something that you just read. If someone would ask you, like, hey, what was the worst sticker in there? 
your mind almost refuses to mm. remember what it said. But it's so disgusting and gross that it shouldn't be written. Yeah. Billy. Yes. I have a politics of one. Can I roll intelligence plus politics to see if I recognize these names? Go ahead. Intelligence plus politics, but... And you just got five successes, so yeah, you're you're nauseated, but you're a pretty disgusting person, so yeah, you're <laughs> you're grossed out. But, but also politics. Politics. So yeah, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. If you want to roll this, go ahead. All of three dice. I got a one and a six, so, so I got canceled out. Okay. You guys get to the end of this subway car, and first thing you notice is where there should be a handle. There is actually the only piece of wall or door that's not covered in a sticker. It is a perfectly round place. It looks like a sticker was peeled off of it, but that's it. But then you notice, then you notice a nail next to the door. And on that nail, there are two stickers that haven't been peeled from the paper. One says, vote beam, and one says, vote marquee. And this is on a door directly leading out. This is on the, the next. Yeah, this, is, this leads out of this cart. Okay. Where's the door handle? Yeah, where the door handle is, it's a there's a, a spot for a sticker. It's the same size as stickers that are nailed next to you. Uh, if you guys want, you guys can roll if you want to try to pick up who this marquee and beam are. All right. What am I rolling? It requires politics. It requires politics. It requires politics. Nope. But if you have uh, something in academics, roll and it's a, it's a difficulty 10. Was the base roll six? The base difficulty was six? Yes. All right, so because I have jack of trades, um, even if I don't have a dot in a knowledge field, you may roll your academics at a plus two difficulty. So for me, it should only be oh, very eight. Cool. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, eight. I made that That's one That's like, okay. Jesus should have a more difficult roll than me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, if you have an academics, you can roll. Uh, David, you can roll again, too, with your politics, but it will be it will be at an eight. I will. Okay. I know nothing. Oh, this is not going to be great. Nope. Yeah, just, I failed. Okay, yeah, Dan, failed. you failed? Two. While wounded. Yeah. Yeah. David, you suddenly look at one sticker, and it has the face of Marquis on it, and you recognize it. That's Senator John McKee, and then that kind of just rushes into your brain. Marquis versus Beam, a 1973 mayor race happening in New York, and you're fairly certain Beam beat Marquis. And by the way, mm-hmm. this was never that vicious of a race. <laughs> like, like at no point did they say the stuff that like these stickers say. At no point, like it was actually fairly considered a, a gentleman's race. Okay, I've heard of these guys. Um, uh, yeah, Beam and Marquis, nineteen uh, seventy something. It was uh, it was in a documentary about disco, and um, it's around the time of like disco and New York. They were running for mayor, and Beam won, but this shit never happened. It was actually like a really dull race. New York kind of famously wanted more like teeth to their people, and this was like a handshake, like Beam won, that was it, and then everybody went back to doing a shit ton of cocaine. <laughs> so are we, are we on cocaine right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. Angela's tiny gasp was so great. I don't think so. I don't. Because that would explain a lot. Would it? I assume I've never taken cocaine, so I assume it does this. Does it? I'm, I don't know. I'm going to, like, 
kick at the door to see if it opens. Nope. Nope. It's just, it, it shakes a little bit. You're going to break it, and then we're definitely stuck here. All right, so you said Bean won, right? Yeah. Bean was the Democrat, and he won. I'm going to take the beam sticker mm-hmm. and place it on the door. As soon as you place it on the door, it just opens up as if it was like an automatic thing. Okay. Guess that was it. Uh, we guess we go through. Go ahead, Matt. Does anything. So Chelsea is like in the back and she's. Yeah, well, what, do we, what do we see through the door? Yeah. Is it just darkness? Or? Yeah, Chelsea's standing in the back trying to it peek a- over people's shoulders mm-hmm. to see what's in the next car. Hey, everybody, this is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate. Uh, Your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember... The ink monster wants to eat you!